You're listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. Hello and welcome to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral with me, Steve Sidwell and paddle enthusiast Joe <laughs> Carl. <laughs> uh, joining us today is a former Reading teammate of mine, uh, a proper defender who once won the League Cup, the European Cup Winners' Cup and the European Super Cup all in one season. Uh, it's a pleasure to have him on the show. It's the one and only Michael Dubry. Dubs. Thank you very much. Thank How you. are you, mate? You good? good. The and, COVID, hello. And one of my favourite players growing up watching yeah. Chelsea. Proper. He was in. The, he was coming through with him and Frank and Andy Myers. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so I was there watching Didn't know that many, many a time. <laughs> Didn't know yeah. that. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. That's where he got his resilience from. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And his skills. <laughs> uh, Dave, just quickly, what's, uh, so you, you go into, or you've been doing motivational speaking and keynote speaking yeah. at the minute. Just to elaborate on that and tell us more so, about um, that. So I qualified as an executive coach. Uh, so I'm going to businesses and uh, give, like, coaching uh, executives, uh, young executive directors, on just setting goals, something that we all know about. We, yeah. we took for granted, you know, beginning of the season you set goals and people t- don't really set goals. So go in there and help them, change them, make people better, understand them, give them self-awareness. Um, and also I deliver keynote speaking, motivational speaking um, to individuals, teams, just helping people getting better, just doing what um, I know in using football, my life, life skills and... Uh, just delivering that to individuals and teams. It was a little bit difficult. We all like challenges. So for me, it's like, it's a challenge. And, and part of the reason is I want to set a path, be one of the, the pioneers, you know, footballers can retire and say, okay, we can go on TV, we can be a co-com, but actually we can be an executive coach because he's done it. We can be that one because he's done it. So I wanted to be a little mm-hmm. bit of a, mm-hmm. a pioneer and, and p- a pave the way. Brilliant. Well, look, talking about transitional periods and... Uh, and tough times. You broke into, let's go right back to Chelsea. You broke into the Chelsea first team as a teenager uh, in a real transitional period because Glenn Hoddle would just become player manager uh, and he persuaded Rude Hullet to sign. We're going way yeah. back here. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, what was it like at such a young age being with people in that, that iconic status in terms of Glenn and, and, know, and Rude I mean, Hullet? So I was a YTS, um, those don't know YTS, like your scholars, yeah. you know, going right back. Um, and then I got my pro contract, like, on my first year, so I was 17, like, I got a pro contract. And back then, like, you know, if you're YTS, he's a pro, everyone's like, he's a pro. That's like, a big thing, I was a pro, mm. so I was a pro. Then Glenn Oddle come in as manager, Graham Ricks was my youth team manager. It was like, Glenn Oddle, like, Glenn Oddle was Glenn Oddle, yeah. like, he's the icon. He's like yeah. the David Beckham iconic figure before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, Glenn Oddle, so he's there. I think it was Glenn Oddle was the first manager, maybe the last manager I was ever scared of. Like, you know, I wanted to do so well for Glenn Oddle, impress him. When he signed, I was scared because I was this big, strong defender, not skillful. But I'm thinking, he's going to want me to ping it 60 yards, do skills. I ain't got that in the locker. Like, if he wants me to head it, defend it, and stop goals, I'm going to do it. And then, um, so I was doing well in the youth team. And then I started training with the first team. But, like, you know, playing with Glenn Oddle, like, you, you sort of play a little bit still. Mm. So he, he like, pass you the ball. But he won't just pass you the ball. He put all this spin on it. So he's passing <laughs> the ball. And I'm thinking, and it's like getting away. Going, hey. I'm like... Part it simple then, but you can't. Do, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like he's playing it, so it was like it was like you always wanted to impress him. And then uh, I went on. I played my first game because they got into the cup final '94. He gave my debut in that build-up before the cup final, just because it's like 
playing teams, played against Coventry, Peter and Love. I must have got cramp after six minutes. Like, yeah. I was like adrenaline and everything. I counted the clock down. The old Matthew Harding stand yeah. used to have a clock there. I counted that down. Like, I'm feeling cramp. I think I can't get cramp. I can't think I'm unfit. And I didn't play again after that. I went on loan to Bournemouth. Um, and then I come back. He brought me back for well, like my second debut. I played against Leeds. And then that was my run into the team. So I was doing really well. It's playing well. And all of a sudden now, you know, you're in the change room and then down the corridor of Harleton, like, you know, the the, the university, Harleton, Rude Hullet's walking down the corridor. Like, you know, Rude Hullet, yeah. the icon, yeah, 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 <coughs> Rude Hullet. Yeah, yeah. wow. Minus the moustache, wow. though, minus the moustache. <laughs> but like, you know, thinking, oh my God, like, this is Rude Hullet. Do you know what I mean? He's like someone you watch in the Euros, the AC Milan, he's your teammate. He's like, okay, lovely boy. Like, yes, <laughs> like, uh, do you know what I mean? So it's like Rude Hullet. And then from there, just, just the, the Mark Hughes, <coughs> excuse me, yeah. Again, another yeah. icon, you know, you're playing with Mark Hughes and all these players are someone that's like two years ago watching them on TV, yeah, like yeah. idolising them, thinking, oh my God, you know what I mean? Looking at that Sparky's fires are even bigger in real life, <laughs> you know what I mean? And it's just like, you know, so you're, you're having to remain grounded. Yeah. They're your teammates. But all I kept thinking is like, I want to make, my thing was, I want to make them think that I'm a good player. Yeah. I'm a good yeah. player, do you know what I mean? And not be the yeah. weak link yeah. in the team, yeah. I'm a good player. Um, I'm not sure if Rude ever did, to be fair. Um, <laughs> but like, that's what I was thinking. So, so did, did that stay with you? Did you ever feel comfortable and confident in and around? Because like, obviously, say, there's big names coming through the door. Yeah. Sort of, you know, you know, you know, you know what? I'll be honest with you. Like my my mindset and all from my like when I walked into Chelsea at 17, I, I had the thing. I'm the best defender. There's Paul Elliott there, Erlen Johnson, Frank was yeah. more established. Uh, Jason Cundy, but I said I'm the best defender. And when all the stars started coming in my thing was they don't give the team what I give them yeah, there was no yeah. legs there was no pace there was no grit there was no yeah. they, they don't give them what I give them so that was my, my, my confidence on what I, I gave the team so I was comfortable and confident in that do you know what I mean I just played my always thing was play to my strength is like yeah. that's what I give the team I, I'm not going to do the Frank Buff and ping it six yard I try that in a game it go oh here the growth <laughs> keep it simple <laughs> do you know what I mean so I'm not going to give them that but what Frank can't give the team mm. I can give the team so that was my confidence and, and that's what I gave the team Dubs like just to paint a picture because we, we we got a lot of younger uh, listeners and Chelsea at the time they, they, I don't think they can appreciate where it was and how it must have been when you got icons like Rude and Glenn yeah. coming through the door was there any clashes of ego of all these big players or did everyone just did, did, did everyone just muck in or you know what the, the where like I'll People like say they see Chelsea now, and I, you know, Chelsea's got a big history despite the the, the, the shouts that go out. And but I believe that Glenn Hoddle was the the, the foundation of what you see today yeah. in, in the in the the mindset he set. You know, Jose took it a little bit further, and everyone's taking it further still. But in in when he you know brought Rude in, he was like, wow. and everyone was appreciative, yeah. and everyone like knew where he was going. I think that everyone wanted to move forward. You know, we still had, like, players like Wisey was there, um, John Spencer was there. Mm. Um, we still had players that, like, were, were good players and a good team. Mm. Inconsistent, that was a problem, you know, for a while. Um, and that's why, you know, did so well in cup competitions, mm. league competitions, we were, like, inconsistent. Um, there was no real egos as such. I think that come a little bit later when, when you know, the big stars, stars did come, you know, under Rude and maybe Luca. Um, but 
when Glenn first was taken over, there was no real egos. There was clashes where people maybe were going out and mm. people were coming in, but there was no real... Everyone just wanted to win and everyone embraced what uh, mm. Glenn was doing and wanted to be part of it. And that was the thing, you know, you wanted to be part of it and staying there in a team with Rude Hullet, you know, Dan Petrescu, um, you know what I mean? So it was there. So, so in a way, Glenn kind of set the precedent yeah. of going, right, this is how to play, this is how we're going to train. And then when the stars come in, then you start seeing them you know, whatever yeah. they're eating or training or, yeah. you know, their pre-apps or yeah. activations or the way the way they just compose themselves on the train ground just lifts yeah, everyone you, else. Definitely. Like Glenn even, like, with the, the eating, the, the, the yoga and just the little small things he took when he when he was in France mm. and come out here, the continental style, and embraced that and everyone's starting to embrace it. And then, obviously, Rude come in. I'm not sure did Glenn bring Gus Poyer, was it Rude that brought Gus Poyer, but, like, Dan Petrescu, and it was, like, just little... Bits were coming yeah. in. Mm. It wasn't like it wasn't just an overload. It no. was just little bits, and then you know, then Rude took over, and then he bought a little bit more. What was it like playing? <clears throat> playing? No, sorry. What was it like? Obviously, Rude was your teammate. Then Glenn left, and Rude's become player manager. So it was awful. What was? I mean, how does that? I mean, I don't know if yeah, Joe, you can was, go into it as well yeah, about yeah, player it, manager. But how, how, how did that feel? Was, what was he like to play play under? So like. Rude was uh, Rude was uh, uh, <laughs> Rude was like the, the the player, and he was like, I remember to tell you a funny story. So when Rude first come over, Rude for it, <clears throat> I remember he said like, "Just go to Frank's player, Frank. I want to go out. I want to go clubbing in London. Take me." And he's like, Rude, like, no, come, come. He used to pester Frank to go clubbing, right? So it, Frank would take him out, and he'd phone Frank. Frank, I want to go out tonight. Frank's like, Rude, come on. So Frank would like be like, take Rude to these clubs. Like Frank, like, yeah, yeah, Rude, like. So then all of a sudden now, remember, Rude was the, the manager and uh, first meeting. Okay, everyone, I'm the manager now. You know, this isn't. And you, Frank, no more going out for you. Frank and, but I'm taking you out. No more going out for you. And like stitching him up. And, and I remember uh, we had the season, there was room that I think Glenn had just left to go England. And I went to these football awards. It was at, um, uh, I can't remember where it was. It was at the, the Hippodrome. It's like football awards. I remember getting a, 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 an award from Anton Deck, uh, the Shoot Awards, Young Player of the Year. I just think because Ryan Giggs and Robbie Fowler couldn't make it, so you only give it to that person. I was in London, so I got the, the Shoot Awards, uh, Young Player of the Year. So I was on the table, Rude was there. I was with my, my girlfriend at the time, um, Eddie Newton and some other people. And the after part was at Emporium. So I'm like buzzing. I've got this little golden Sabugo man walking around. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm busting shapes this place. We're in this VIP area. Rude's going, hey, if I become manager, you, poof, I change you. What are we talking about? Like, change me. I'm just, oh, I've got yeah. goes, yeah, you're too stiff. Ooh, you're stiff. <laughs> like, no, you're stiff. You're stiff. Like, you, you're English stiff. You, you can't, you, you have to change. I'm like, Rude, I've, I've just won this because he's my teammate. Rude, yeah. I've just won this, man. So, right, I'm busting shapes. Like, no. And Eddie, even Eddie's going, Rude, leave it. He becomes manager. And then he becomes manager and he's like, he changed and it's like, he had this, um, this air of like, he become like distant, arrogant, yeah. And uh, it, was, it wasn't the same route I was teammates with, approachable. Mm. Um, and then in his head, he had this thing where he would pat the back and play with Frank LaBeouf. Remember I said earlier, I thought, I give the team mm. balance where there, you know, there was pace, there was strength, there was a little bit of grit at the back. Um, and he wanted to play with Frank LaBeouf. And I remember one time, I think we played Ipswich. And I, he wasn't playing, I didn't play. You know, the English ways, don't play, you go and see the manager. Like, mm-hmm. Jack, I want to know why I'm not playing. Played Ipswich in a cup or something, and then uh, 
I didn't play. So I went to, they did training, you know, and, and then in Harlington, you got the change rooms there and your dress room and it looks about on the training field. And he's standing in there. So I'm looking for him. Oh, he's in the dress room. So um, he's there. I said, like, knocked on the door. Rude, can I have a word? Oh. So I'm like, okay. So I thought, all right. So I waited a little bit. And like, too much. You think it's rude. So I'm thinking, oh my God, like getting like, like angry now. Like, he turns up, what is it, lovely boy? So I'm like, I just want to know why I'm not playing. Why you didn't play? Why you didn't play? Hmm. Why you didn't play? And he's walking towards me. Because I had a plan and walked out. And I'm fuming now. And I think right. Gwyn or Rich was in the change room, like, calm down. I'm like, what? Like, take the piss. Like, uh, uh. Yeah. And then he had this, like, you know, and there was a few of them um, uh, clashes where he just, whether he didn't, like, you know, I think he had this thing with English anyway. He had this his stigma of, like, the English player, the English defender, you know, being stiff and can't play where he, you know, the continental defender. He had Frank the Buff that, like, you know, maybe exempted that, that what he was trying yeah, to say. Yeah, yeah. And, um, you know, I went to see him again one time and <laughs> I remember telling this story to my son. It was like, you know... He was saying, Rude Hillier. I go, Rude Hillier? <laughs> so I went to see him. He's the manager's office. He said, Rude, like, I just want to know what's going on with me. Do you know what I mean? Like, you keep stop starting. He goes, OK. And he's in his, behind his desk, you know, leaning back. And he said, OK, lovely boy. Oh, he's a lovely boy. Okay, lovely boy. At the moment, Chelsea is here and you are here. And if you don't get to here, you'll be out there. Oh, and I'm sitting there, man. I'm like... <sighs> Okay, lovely boy. So, uh, like, yeah. So it it was, you know, it wasn't like the the rude as a player. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, wow. Like, I was gonna say. and then rude as a manager. <clears throat> yeah. The, so, wh- so when you went into management, sorry, Joe. When well, you went into management, did, it sounds like he didn't have the communication skills or the empathy to re- to communicate with players. It sounds like he was still on that sort of. You know what is player? I always, player. I always think that he was. He come from AC Milan, didn't it? So in AC Milan, when you didn't play. What mm. coming after you? You didn't. You didn't ask questions because yeah, they had yeah, to speak. Yeah, yeah. And obviously, the culture here was more of you didn't play. You give an explanation, like whether mm. it's a yeah. lie, whether you give an mm. explanation. And I just feel he didn't feel he needed to. Mm. Um, so the 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 way he changed. Listen, the the, the way when he got um, sacked, and it was the rumor was is because players went in and spoke to Ken Bates on him. For me, it wasn't a surprise. It wasn't mm-hmm. a surprise that, you know, players were like, you know, and, and then when he won the FA Cup, it heightened his belief of, of, of what he was. Listen, he'd done well for the club and all that sort of stuff, but I just think that way he managed didn't work. And obviously you, you saw in Newcastle, it, 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 mm. it did the yeah. same thing that, you know, that I don't have to explain myself sort of mentality. Yeah. I mean, on a much lesser scale, when I finished my career in Tampa Bay Rowdies, and the manager got the sack, and they give the um, they give the job to the centre half, like my pal, yeah. and he asked me <clears throat> to be player assistant manager, and it's tough because yeah. like we, we was literally there yeah, a night out in Puerto Rico with the yeah. lads, like, and I'm like, there we got the tequilas yeah. out, it's all like similar yeah. to Rude with great time, I'm mates with them. Yeah. Then all of a sudden, like my pal's the manager, mm. I'm the player assistant manager. And it's, the relationship becomes tricky then, but I sort of went the other way. Yeah. I was like to the, to Neil, the manager, I said, look, I can't change in the manager's changing room. I've still got to change in the players. Yeah. Yeah. I said, and, and, and they like, 
And we, we added like a, we, in front of the players, it was a distant relationship, although we talked about everything, yeah. but it's tough to talk yeah. to them because I, because I, I, I'm hearing everything in the dressing <coughs> yeah, 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 room. Yeah. That's a, it's a tough position, but R- Rude went on <coughs> after that at Newcastle. I think he went to LA and it's never really worked for him as a manager. Really. He's no. never quite got that, the, yeah. the community, like it doesn't think, seem like he's yeah, got it. I don't think he's got the, 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 the people skills, the empathy, mm. the understanding. Um, and it, it is, it maybe it's difficult, you know, and, and just that, that, Player to manager, yeah. But like, it was hard for Rude, but it's even harder for Luca because yeah. Luca was. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm going to come on to. Yeah. Literally, because you're going, Glenn, player manager. Yeah. Rude Hullet, player manager. Then you go again, three in a row. Yeah. Luca Viali, yeah. player manager. Yeah. So you he played with loved. him then. So yeah. I mean, uh, what was that like? That transition. I had a, I had a with with Luca. I had a good relationship with Luca, and um, like really good. And I remember. Rude used to do this thing, so he used to have this thing when he was manager that all the English players had to, young English players had to go and do this skill circuit before training. Like, so training starts at half 10, you lot out at 10, you're doing this <coughs> skill circuit. A bit of a, like, kicking kick the nuts because mm. everyone's doing it. And then you had, like, the, the, the Roberto de Mattel and all of that, lads are laughing. And he was like, bloody hell. That's dreadful, that. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, that's yeah. And so then, so then, but... Gianfranco Zola and Luca said, come, we'll do it with you. So, they, right. like, so for mm. us now, it's like, yeah. ah, don't mind that. So it's like a little bit, give a little yeah. bit of kudos to it. Like, yeah. okay, come boy, just do it. And they didn't say, come, just do it. Just don't, don't let him see you rise. Yeah. just did it with us. And that's always stuck with me. Mm. And then when, we, when you, Luca become manager, the way he's approach, you know, mm. he changed, again, he changes, put his emphasis on things more on the diet and, you know, uh, the, his regime, stretching, um, how he spoke, more meetings, you know, his, his football IQ was brilliant. But I got on well with him. He's honest and open. Um, but he found it tough. He mm-hmm. found it tough because he was everyone's mate. Yeah, yeah, He was yeah, everyone's yeah. mate. Luke, everyone loved Lucas in there, you know, jokey. But, but um, I think he did a good job. But if, if if he had that little bit of steel to even more distance, I think he'd have done even better. Yeah. Do you think he, he found it tough? Because I, when I look back at Viali at Chelsea, I, I remember him playing quite a lot. But I, yeah. I, I don't know whether in that, Player manager period, but he, did he seem to pick himself quite a no, lot when he, he was played himself, He played himself in Europe, just in the big games. <laughs> yeah, he played himself a lot in Europe. Um, in Europe football, he played himself a lot, started himself yeah, a lot. Right. But justified, he'd done well. Like when I used to watch him and watch his his runs, his runs were unbelievable. Yeah, like his movement, his was, movement great. was like brilliant. Um, and in like you know Spark, because remember we had Sparky himself, Torre Andre Flo. Um, Zola, yeah. like, like, they were, but he played himself in Europe a lot, um, and then Sparky played a lot in the domestic games. But um, it was it was difficult, and he had he had Rixi and Ray um, mm. like on the on the bench, his eyes and ears, and he trusted them with decisions. But yeah, yeah. It, was, it was tough for him. Did, did you expect him to be so, so successful? I mean, won the FA Cup, the League Cup, Winners Cup, and the Super Cup as a Chelsea manager. Do would you see? It, did you see him? Or foresee him being well, uh, silverware now. With I mean, to be fair, when he took over, he was in two semi-finals, which was like to sack Rude at the time. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was crazy. You know, we're in two semi-finals, and he took over. Um, what, sorry, dudes. What was the reason Rude got the sack? At, I think, at that I time? think was it, <gasps> it must have been off the pitch stuff. It can't have. I been. think no. I think just the the, the players that the, like listen. It's not confirmed, but my thing to understand is that the, there was a meeting between Ken Bates and the senior players. Really, and it was like you know, player unrest. Yeah. 
is like maybe lost yeah. the dressing room or whatever. I didn't have a say. I mean, if I had a say, if I was in that meeting, I don't know what I'd have said. <laughs> yeah, Ken. Yeah. Do, do what you got to do, Ken. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, mean, I don't know what I said. We're sitting there like young lad going, yeah, he wasn't nice to me either. Yeah. <laughs> but, right, dude. Uh, it's time for what really happened. So I want to go back to a moment in your career and we want to know more about it. So okay. I want to take you back to 1998. Uh, Chelsea had already won uh, the League Cup and the Cup Winners' Cup that season, and now you're in the European Super Cup final yep. against the mighty Real Madrid. Okay, yeah. Uh, is it true that you played right midfield instead of centre-back in that game? No. Play centre-back? Yeah. Right. So Someone's in trouble. So, That's man. No, no, no. no. On, on, the, uh, on the team sheet, there was, there's Marcel, isn't there? Yeah. Uh, Desailly, yeah. So did you play three at the back? For no. So, the, the, so this is why I love Luca even more. The build-up to that was... Sign Marcel, World Cup winner. I'm yeah. like, oh, God, I'm out of this place. So we're in Monaco, you know, you do the, the training, and then um, he's pulled me. He's gone, doobs, on the word. I'm thinking, oh, God, here it comes. And he pulled me and said, you know what? I said, for what? You got us here last year, so you're going to start. Marcel's going to start in midfield. So Marcel played midfield, and I played alongside Frank. Mm. Um, yeah, so yeah, that was one of the, the um, things that happened. So, so going into that game, I mean, look, just going to tell you some of the names in this uh, Real Madrid team. Real, Roberto Carlos, Seedorf, Panucci, Redondo, um, Hierro, Mjetovic. Yeah. I mean, you had a good team as well, Chelsea. Yeah, yeah. But did you go into that thinking... Nah, I mean, I'm, I'm listen, again, young, um, I'm thinking of playing Real Madrid. Playing Real Madrid, that's yeah. all I, I, I was thinking. And the funny enough, a build-up, we, we was with Martinique, we had this... Chelsea organised this after um, cup tour in Martinique. So I've won three cups, but never done an open tour bus. We never had one in Chelsea for them. After we won the Cup Winners' Cup and the League Cup, we went straight to Martinique for this paid thing. So it was like a bit of a piss-up, really. Mm-hmm. And then remember watching the Champions League final, Juventus versus Real Madrid, and Luke was watching. And obviously, he's wanting Juve to yeah, yeah. play Juve. And he's like, big oh, thing for him. Wow. Yeah. He, he, like, he's a bit teary when Real Madrid won. He's like, do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Grow up. <laughs> and then we, we, we got to the final. So I'm like, we're playing Real Madrid. Like, it's a prestige. I'm like, I want to play Real yeah. Madrid. It's like, yeah. you know, and obviously, um, Real and Morientes, and just doing well. I think, again... I ain't gonna be the weak link here. They're not gonna lose it because of me. And just just playing, it's like you know you're in Monaco, the famous Monaco Stadium yeah. after game. Everyone's mates in it. All the, the internationals, yeah. they're all like mm, double yeah, kissing yeah, the yeah. mates and that. And I'm there, not really knowing anyone. <laughs> you right, know what I mean? <laughs> and like they're all swapping shirts. I thought I've got to get a shirt. So I remember giving our kit man. I think it was Aaron. Yeah, Aaron. Go, Aaron, go and get a shirt first. So you remember he went on to the Nocturne Brown to the change room. Like with me and Joe, they give our shirts in. We went in the change room. Come back. Who would you get? Just give us our shirts back. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, I mean, so yeah, no one wanted my shirt. I remember the, I remember the goal. It was, uh, it was Gus. Yeah, yeah Gus yeah. scored the winner. A lovely strike. Yeah. Um, d- during that time, from where we've gone through with Rude and uh, Lu- uh, Glenn Rude at uh, the Viali, and then now all that success. There was a lot of names that come in, but why is he was was a mainstay, wasn't he, throughout that yeah, period as well? The rat, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, the rat. What, what? How important was he in terms of just keeping everyone in line or keeping everyone in check? Or, or, or how did he sort of con- control the dressing room? I think that he was, um, his presence was just to give it that balance and that, the, the, some consistency in what's gone on. Um, he, he did earn and play to give the team again something they didn't have, that little bit of steel, mm. that voice, because yeah. not everyone was that vocal. Um, but in, in meetings, there was, you know, Sparky didn't say a lot on the pitch, but in meetings, he's, what he said 
always remember like what he said was like, oh, mm. and then that spark he's mm, yeah. speaking. Marcel was the same, like he was vocal, but when he spoke, he's like, mm. you know, there was, you know, Roberto, Frank LaBeouf, um, Gus, you know, he was, you know, he'd say some stuff. So everyone was vocal in what they, they had to say. And why is he was in that and he was the voice and the face of the team. Mm. Um, he just give it some consistency of, you know, maybe having that core of the club, the English yeah. representation. You know, he stayed there for a fair bit. So he, he had some importance there. Well, did you, sorry, did you, um, did you think wisely? Because obviously I'm watching Chelsea yeah. now and I'm just breaking into the team around 98, 99 at West Ham. But for me, wisely was so important because like you said, you had the English lads, you had all these, the foreigners, the superstars and the fans. And why has he seemed to me from the outset, like he, he, he'd be the glue that stuck everyone, yeah, he, everyone together. He, he, he was, he was a connection, wasn't he? From the young players, yeah. people seen him there. And he, like, so he was that link. The foreign players, you know, why is the English national and, and was part of that core. Mm. So he's in there. The, the management staff, he was the voice. The fans could associate because they've been through this journey with yeah. him when he mm. first come, and he was, he was a face. So it was, it was very important for it all to to blend together. And remember, he, he's he's he transformed his game, like he evolved his game. You know, from being the wide man when he yeah. first came, he just mm. putting cross into being in there, integral part. You know, voice. You know, not getting sent off from having his. Listen, he's still done his little bits and pieces, yeah. didn't he? But he's a bit more clever with it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So he was integral part of that He's fight. a better player than what people oh, remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, he was a proper good player. He was unlucky, like, at that time of England, you had, like, Gaza, Incy. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I remember he when, only uh, played a few times. The big game that you played in when he put the ball through for Zola. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Zola runs. Yeah, the, the Cup Winners' Cup it. final. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, the yeah. Cup Winners' Cup final. Had a check on it, didn't Great it? Great player. Um, when obviously all the foreigners come over, all the youngsters coming through with, with Wise as well, was there? Did he start the initiation? Was it or was, was there initiations back then? You know what? There was um, songs going out. There's a, there's a few. I remember like we used to like. So when all the foreigners come in, we used to like, the young players. We used to call ourselves the Rebels. So it was me, Jody, Andy Myers, Frank, and we had uh, <laughs> we used to call ourselves the squad. Rebels. Right? Uh, we had our change room at the end, and we had. Um, Sparky was Grandad Rebel, honorary <laughs> Grandad Rebel, right? We had like the Rebels, like the English, like we used to call ourselves the Rebels. And I remember that we always, always like we sitting there changing at the end. And we always like go, you know what? All right, so every day we used to go, we get a young lad in. So all the players, and you had the young lad in, you had to like, you got two minutes to make three people laugh. What I do you mean? This, oh, I remember this. Let's go. Pressure. And they're, like, they're sitting there, 30 seconds gone, they're going, what, what do you mean? Like 45. And if you didn't, like they're like, they're, like whip the towels or bombing. And then so. It was that sort of thing. And I remember um, we could never find JT. And like, years later, it's like, listen, in the morning, when I heard, like, get a young lad. He used to just go and hide in the toilets. Don't do his duties. He weren't getting in there. And sometimes Wise was part of that. But the, the, the singing bit would come a little bit later on. Um, the singing bit come a little bit later on, to be fair. Yeah. Uh, so you go to Leeds after that. And uh, in 2001, they were in the semi-final of the Champions League. And three years later on, they're relegated to the championship. So what was it like being at Leeds in that topsy-turvy time? Under, under, it was Peter Rizdal, was it that, that sort of yeah, thing? Yeah, I mean, it's... I mean, Peter Rizdal was playing championship manager on his PC, weren't he? He was just buying everything and then he just thought, oh, shut that down. But um, <laughs> it was... It, it was the, the the journey. Like When I went to Leeds, I went to Leeds, I liked what was going on the... At Chelsea, it was like I wasn't playing. I wanted to play, and I had this kid in the coming through. I can't remember. I don't know. Got on his career, Terry John Terry. He was I don't know what he's doing now. Um, so it was like it was um, a sort of thing. I just wanted to play, and um, 
at Leeds, it was like, you know, the competition was just as fierce in the end. You know, had Lucas, Rio, Wood Woody, yeah. Dom, like... You, like, you, oh, like you've run into some young yeah, top players yeah, coming through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, when I went there, it was Lucas, it was me, Lucas and Woody. And, you know, was playing. I went there and, and I, I kind of like got outdone with the same sort of loyalty that got me playing in the in the cup, Winners cup, Super Cup where um, David O'Leary said, I'm going to start Woody and um, Lucas yeah. because what I'd done last year. So fair enough, I'd succeeded with something like that. Breaking into the team, done well, got into team, Achilles injury, then by that time, they'd signed Dom and Rio. So now I'm like, oh, I'm starting from even further back. But the, the club was just on this rise and mm. it was doing so well. Um, and for, you know, I'm not a fan, but like the fans might think that journey, like, you know, Champions League semi-final, which unlucky to lose this, like these players and was doing so well, yeah. challenging at the top. Mm. And with just one unsuccessful season... You start, you start selling assets, and you know you, you know we're picking up the papers. Everyone else thinking eighty nine million pound in debt. How's that? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So no, no players had a, no idea. No, no we had like, we had that, stable. No, and then then we have a meeting, and they're, they're ten, as we got, <clears throat> you know, where they're you know we got a they we can't pay. You have to um, uh, defer some of your wages, and we're saying okay, we're defer twenty five percent. Some people over this bracket will defer twenty five percent. They're going no, got to be sixty percent. Sixty percent, twenty. Like it's a back and forth, and um, and then players go in, and more and more players go in, and you, you're making do that. Like the, the managers changing, more and more players going. And I remember that season. I think it was Peter Reed. He, he come in, kept us up, and then the next season, it just it was just like you know, even though we had Mark Baduka still, uh, Alan Smith, Dom. Um, was Jason Wilcox. We had like still some players, but that's, it was just like such unrest um, that was there. Um, yeah, it, it, in the end, it was like I love Leeds and love the place and I love the club and love my time there. But in the end, it was like really bad because there's obviously there was my court case bit there that had the fractions of the fan that um, didn't take to me anymore. Again, I did I, when I signed for Leeds, I didn't realize that Leeds and Chelsea hate each other. Mm. I didn't have a clue. Someone should have shown me that 1970 <laughs> Cup final, like, <laughs> you know what I mean, but no one told me, right? So then that didn't really help, you know. What I mean, it's Chelsea, London boy, and then uh, then all of a sudden, now um, there was the club going down, and then they're looking at the people left thinking, Oh, you lot are greedy, you got all these big wages, and yeah. you're, you're you know, the, there was a bit in the paper like that, that we're greedy. So then they looked at the players that are still there when they're right. in the championship, thinking, You're mm. not taking our club. So it, it become a little bit like, I love fear for the club, I love the club, I think it's brilliant, you know, um, great memories there, especially like the, the good times, yeah. like you know, they were a good times, yeah, oh, now, that, that changing oh. room, the players you yeah. were riding, oh, the wave, you was playing uh, Ellen Rowe, unbelievable. Oh, listen, the the, the like the. The characters, you know, Rio, Robbie Fowler, Robbie Keane, Kells, um, yeah, like Age, Mark Paducah, yeah. like, you know, we had the, the, the bats, like the, 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 the mixture of it all was just like, you know, yeah. and training was just like, I said to my son the other day, like, you know, when you, people don't realise that sometimes a game is quite easy compared to training because mm. training, the, the levels when you're, the players you're training with, yeah. like, makes that games are easy, like, it's, it's intense, like, every mm. day, like, can't have a day off when you're, you know, you're not marking Robbie Fowler, Mark Viduka, but you got Anna Smith, Harry Kuehl, do you know what I mean? Or Michael Bridges, yeah. and it's just like mm. the, the, the training was immense. Just quickly before yeah. we go on, I just want to uh, get a, a quick description of what it's like playing for Leeds at Ellen Road in the Premier League when it's absolutely bouncing. Oh. Is, that, is that one of the best atmospheres? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playing? And yeah, 
Ellen Road, like when it's rocking, is unbelievable. One of my, my best games is at Ellen Road, but it was a night game, rainy Yorkshire day. Like we play, played AC Milan in the, in the um, Champions League. And I just remember like it was like night games, like floodlit, the stadium, yeah. do you know what I mean? Marching all together, mm. you know what I mean? And, and like, it's there, it's rain, your, your shirt's soaked. Yeah, unbelievable place to play. It's a special ground, isn't it? It is, it is a special ground. Yeah. Uh, well, let's down Premier League. Um, Who's been your player of the season so far this season? Currently, at the moment, for the Premier Ooh, League. Well, I think Premier League chat. Do you know what, mate? A few months, ago, a few weeks ago, we, we I think we said Bernardo Silva. I know he's, but it can only be one man for me. I think he's the best player in the world at the moment. It's Mo Salah. Salah yeah. He's having four weeks off playing in African Nations Cup, yeah. but he's still. I think he's still top of the scoring charts. Mm-hmm. He's. Um, I love him, City. Yeah, I absolutely love him. I think yeah. he's. You know, he's. I don't think anyone will ever get close to Messi in his prime. I think that's going to be a long, long time before we see that kind of level. But but he's, he's the closest I've seen to it yeah. at the moment. How long he can sustain this, it, you know, some of the goals he scored are incredible. Yeah, yeah. Dupes, player, player so far that stood out or that's right up there? Yeah, it's in Salah for me. Um, again, uh, like I think Joe said, you just as a player, like you, you, you just can't stop him. Like yeah. you just, you just, he's undefendable. You can't stop him. Um, but I'll tell you a player that I just like watching um, is Cancelo for Man City. Yeah, yeah baller. Yeah. I just yeah. I just love watching him. Yeah. Like, defend, I know like, you know, the full-backs now are just an integral part of any team, but I just love watching him, what he does with a ball. And, you know, I, he, for me, every time I watch him, like, I love watching mm-hmm. this player play. Yeah. Yeah, proper player. Um, I like Declan. I think Dex has been up there, mate, for me. I know, listen, yeah, most yeah, 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 yeah. gone right up there. I think, I think Declan Nuff. Bryce has, has stood out. Would, um, where do you think the ceiling is for Deck? And, and no, from a midfielder's perspective, City, like, you know, obviously we've seen him play holding <coughs> midfielder. We've seen yeah. him, the shackles come off and him go and score goals, which is, yeah. especially in Europe. Where do, where do you see him as his best position? Well, there's, there's that new the new stat that's come out now, isn't there, This uh, that's been released about him. He's, been, he's carried the most yeah. metres or distance yeah. with the ball, which yeah. you wouldn't associate with nah. Deck beforehand. But the thing that I like about him is that he's improving, isn't he? Yeah. Season in, season out. He's only yeah. 22, even like week to week, you can yeah. just see him getting stronger and stronger. If he starts adding goals to his... Yeah. Yeah. His, uh, and he can, armor. by the way. And he can strike the ball. Yeah, he's got yeah. a lovely technique. If he starts yeah, adding I, goals... I like him as a player. I, I always... I, I just think, for me, like any player, the, the, the test will be when there's expectation. Do you know what I mean? At the mm. moment, you know, everything he does is, is bonus, he carries the team, but when there's an expectation where well, you know you have to play eight out of ten. Yeah, you have yeah. to. Like there's yeah. no like, oh you had eight ten, brilliant, but that's your benchmark. Yeah. And yeah. then and then we want more. Yeah. So when you put expectation and demand on the player, it changes your mindset straight away. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Of, of, of you know, the, the the goal that we have to win. We we you know, it's not like yeah. oh it'd be great. The, the, it changes that's a good the, point, I, yeah. I know he's he's an international when he's getting that when he's England, yeah. but Week in, week out. Can you there's a, Yeah. That's a good point, that, because it's, it, it's the mental strain of, of having that week in, week out. Like, yeah. I know we've seen Deck cope with it with England. I have no doubt he will cope with yeah. it, but that's enough, like, you know, for people who are looking after him, like, just next time, whether it's, whether it's at West Ham next year and West Ham go and buy four yeah, or five yeah, players yeah, and they compete yeah. and then the expectations change, or whether he, whatever he decides, I think he needs to be prepared for that. And I think he is, because we know him, he's a great lad, but that's a, that's a great point. Yeah. When it's that, Weight of expectation every week is very mm. different. Yeah. Well, talking of weighting of expectations, top four this year. Now we just saw it there about Liverpool, Salah, and Man City, Cancelo, West Ham. What? Who do you think will be? I mean, you uh, got you got to be looking at the top four: Man City, Chelsea. Yeah, and, Man City, and Liverpool. Chelsea, Liverpool, and 
I just believe that I think that Man United will just creep in there. Yeah, yeah. I just think they'll just find a way and creep in there. I think, again, West Ham stop start. you know, the, the, the history suggests that they're tail off at the end of the mm. season. Because, again, for them players that demand all year, just it might yeah. just tail off whether they can get over the line. Um, the Arsenals and the Spurs, there's a lot going on for them. I just think that, you know, that, yeah, so I think Man United will creep in. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree. And the mainly reason, main reason I agree with you, dudes, is I watched Spurs are absolutely miles off it against. I watched. I did the game against Chelsea. Yeah. And it was like, and I spoke to Conte afterwards. Yeah. We interviewed him, and um, you know, I think he, he he he's he's under no illusions at the task ahead yeah. with that group of players. There's a lot of talk at the minute about him. That people are saying that he could walk mm. in the season if he doesn't get. Do you, do you yeah. really think that could happen? That's a possibility. Do you know? I had one question to ask him. And, um, Did you ask him? I asked him. I was, <laughs> no, no, I'm scared. I'm scared. <laughs> but I'm not asking him this. <laughs> and they didn't pay me enough. So, <laughs> so anyway, he's gone. Um, he's, I said to him, I said to him, what? I said, obviously, three times they've lost to Chelsea. Mm. Uh, they've not scored a goal. But I said, uh, the distance is what it is. I said, do you, are you hopeful to do business now in January or in the summer and he, and he immediately like a good manager took control of the interview and he just said no listen this is a this is a three year project he said at least he said um, my, I'm happy with my players they fought so hard but you can see the difference right. like, I thought it was brilliant he was honest and he and by saying that he's almost it's almost saying to Daniel Levy like yeah. come on yeah, like, yeah. what can I do with this yeah, with the yeah, players yeah, yeah, I thought, yeah. you know and apparently because after the games you various Whoever broadcasts you with, you, you interview him. Apparently, he was asked the same question and he was quite oh, wow. bang with it. It's a three year project. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, from that, suggests to me he is staying as long as Daniel Levy shows him yeah. the money. Okay. Uh, other end of the table, relegation. Um, who's your three to go down? I mean, Norwich have, have got out of it, aren't they? They're out there at the yeah. moment. Yeah. Burnley are rooted yeah, down there. Burnley. I, I think Burnley. Uh, I just think that they've done so well. Um, in the past seasons yeah. to just stay away from yeah. it and I just think now sometimes like it's like it's a bit harder now they're in it you know mm. <laughs> so you down there it's yeah. a horrible place to be um, Watford I oh, know Roy Hodgson's just gone in do you think it's too late I, I, I think it's too late for Watford yeah. I mean I, I, you know Roy going in there you know he's got a tough job yeah. I've watched them yeah. to the eight yeah. and, and yeah, they're, they're not, they're, they don't look like a group no. of any kind of cohesion <clears throat> no, you know, but he's done it yeah I mean you know Roy you, you've had, some, mm. you had yeah. some good years under him but you know what he's going to bring in but it's important for Roy who he brings in around him the yeah. coaching staff so I think Watford I think Norwich will get sucked back in yeah I so, do. so Burnley, Watford yeah and I think as well if Everton don't get this and I want to throw it out if they don't get the manager right this time yeah that could be like we could have a big club, losing. Yeah. and yeah, when, I think that when you get uh, those sort of players, yeah, that ain't got that that dogs. That, yeah, that I mean yeah. in them like to fight. You yeah. To, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a worry. Yeah, yeah. there's there's these six or seven players in that Everton dressing room. If the right manager don't come in, they could uh, once it gets to February, eyes on May, thinking, well, I'm going to go to. Sevilla or I'm going to go yeah, to yeah, you know yeah, what I mean yeah, so yeah. he's right dude's right there's be a few yeah. so Newcastle you, you're, you think they, they could be safe they could they could get out of it I'm, I'm going to stick strong with my yeah. belief in Eddie Howe I've said yeah. when he come in I thought he was the right man didn't I and, I, and I, I know it ain't been plain sailing and they haven't bought as many players in as we all expected I still think mm. there'll be two or three new faces coming in before the end of the season like yeah. your Deli Alley's your 
Jesse Lingard, maybe the Sven Botman from well, Lille. A lot of people are saying they need, like, again, it's a balance, isn't it? When you're down that relegation, you need mm. grit, you need determination, you need resilience, you need these people. Yeah. But yeah. you also need people that are brave that's going to get on the ball and, yeah, and yeah, create yeah. bravery. Something. So yeah, you the, need the brave Cantwells or the Jesse mm. Lingards, the Deli Alli's, all over there. Mm. They're flair, but they want to yeah. get the ball. You yeah. just want someone just to just yeah. get on the ball. Yeah. Like, listen, get the ball, just do your yeah. thing, lead it. Like, someone yeah. start showing the way rather than everyone like just being a bit like safe yeah. safe safe I don't want to that, that whole going through a game of not wanting to make a mistake rather than mm. I want to win the yeah. game the mentality needs to be different yeah I mean like when playing at Chelsea for seven years we was always at the top end of the table but at West Ham you know I've got relegated at West Ham and also had a couple of near misses as well mm. so I've had some success and you're right bravery is the key word because you'd, yeah. be, you'd be surprised you see some experienced top players not wanting to get... But I remember at West Ham, mm. the season we went down, getting a corner in front of the chicken run, and there was about three lads who just didn't want to go over there because really? the fans were irate and they were getting on it, we were losing the game heavily at home. And you'd be, it's, it's a mate, it's... Cap- yeah, yeah, you, yeah. you almost... You, in January, if you're looking at a relegation battle, that's like toppered like your list of priority yeah. character. What's yeah. the yeah. character like? Right, we're talking of relegating. Uh, some coral odds for you. We haven't spoke about them, but it's six to one if you think uh, Doobie's old club Leeds will get relegated. And West Ham, to get in the top four, Coral will give you odds of nine to one. Mm-hmm. So... Good odds there. Yeah. Uh, right, time for the Super Series. Uh, it's concentrating on Cardiff versus Forest. That's the pick of the Coral Super Series this week. Um, mm. I'm going to ask you both four simple questions. Quick fire answers, please, okay? Who will win the match? It's Cardiff versus Forest at Cardiff. Forest. Forest, yep. Yeah. I'm going to go with Forest. Yep, yeah, Forest away yeah. win. Um, who will score the first goal? Lewis Grabben. He's, he actually done really well, hasn't he? He's, he bangs I, goals in the championship, he, doesn't he? He's, he's one of them good championship goal scorers. Yeah. A steady bet for anyone yeah. out there. I like him. Yeah. Didn't uh, Forrest just signed someone on loan? I just see he scored the other day. Um, I can't remember his name. How many corners uh, will there be in the game? I'm going I'm to change it up today, Sidney. I'm going to go seven. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right, yeah, then. yeah. First time. He normally says 11. <laughs> I know. Oh, I'll go with nine. All right. Okay. How many players will get carded? How many cards in the game? Oh. Go five. Five. Two. Nice. Two. Okay. Well, look, talking of stats, Joe, we've added up the times you've got these questions right and the times our guests have got questions right. Uh, how how well do you think you've done? How many what, you me think? against you? No, what? the guests. Oh, me against the guests? Yeah. If we've, we've added it oh, all up. God. All right, okay. Surely I've got to be ahead. You no. are. Am I? You are ahead. Um, How many points? How many times do you reckon you got it right? Three times? Oh, no, more than that, mate. Really? Eight. Eight. Oh, you've got it right. So. Eight. Our guests have got it seven. Um, 11 corners, though, has never come up. It's going to come up this week now. Um, for fun, it's eh? never come up, so um, yeah, we'll see. <laughs> uh, people at home, remember, you can play along too. Just head over to coral.co.uk, answer questions correctly to win cash prizes, but please gamble responsibly. Um, noobs, listen, thanks ever so much for coming on. No, it's been a pleasure. Absolutely. been a pleasure. Noobs. No worries. Uh, best of luck as, as well going forward with yep. all the keynote speaking and motivational speaking. Thank it's you. brilliant that you're going down the avenue and, and helping others. Uh, Coley, 
paddle. We've got paddle again tomorrow, we, mate. Uh, tomorrow, we I actually got a court. nice compliment from from someone yesterday when I was playing. He said, "I've I've, I've watched you and you sort of improved so much in a week." I've done it. Is that, <laughs> is that like a, is that a compliment or a backhanded we'll compliment? See. Let's hope know. he's there tomorrow. Yeah. Um, right, remember, you can find us on the Joe YouTube channel or wherever you get your podcast from. You have been listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. We'll see you next time. You've been listening to All to Play For, brought to you by Joe and Coral. <laughs>